Fields Talk 104.1. Feels like it's 5 in the morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nick Reed. Sunny Ohio 40 today. It's, it's winter cold out right now. It's not that springtime morning cold. I walked at frost everywhere. Uh, things are going to make their way into the 60s. We'll have a look at that uh, that weather coming up here in just a couple of moments. Also, Jason Ryman with the latest news. We've got uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy yesterday saying that all of the footage gathered by the former House January 6th committee regarding the protest at the Capitol building on January 6th will be released to every individual news outlet. Um, the latest from the the prosecutors of the QAnon shaman, shaman and the the release of some of the video which seemed to contradict the narrative that the shaman stormed the castle encouraging people to bring down the government and what the president of the United States has declared the single most dangerous, devastating attack that we have had in this country since the Civil War. And the footage that was displayed by Tucker Carlson showed a bit of a different presentation. Prosecutors are pushing back on that, though their they're, um, they're pushback simply raises more questions instead of answers. Fauci also yesterday... Uh, acknowledging he's, he's he's real slow to the game here well, you know maybe maybe a lab leak he has an interesting take on on uh, uh one way it could be a lab leak he's he's desperately trying to save face what he's trying to do as the world is beginning to recognize the realities of COVID-19 and the lab and and what many of us have wondered openly, and we were called conspiracy theorists and anti-science, and that is maybe it came from this lab in Wuhan. Uh, and Fauci has managed to figure out a way that it could have leaked from a lab, but still he was correct in that it was natural. It was from some uh, animal, a bat, presumably, or some other form of animal. So we'll have uh, some audio of uh, that also this morning. Um, the Biden administration is set to ruin Laundry Day, uh, threatening to put new regulations on washing machines that, according to virtually everyone in the industry, is going to make laundry, doing your laundry, uh, going to make it it's going to take a lot more time and your clothes are not going to get as clean and in fact in some instances probably won't get clean at all because government of course knows best and if there's anything government does it is come in and dictate to businesses the the standards by which their products must comply Uh, and then it it gets better the products get cheaper they work better Uh, isn't that exactly the outcome that we've come to expect from government the american transmissions talk and text line 447 ksgf we've got jason ryman now with the latest news update the highway patrol says a standoff is underway in central missouri after a man shot two police officers and barricaded himself inside a home A shooting happened in the town of Herman along the Missouri River, east of Jefferson City. A TV station says one officer was shot in the head, the other in the chest. Both are in critical condition. A shooting at a downtown Springfield parking garage Saturday night leaves one person wounded and one in custody. Police say the shooting happened at the Hearst Building parking garage. 
The victim's injuries are not life-threatening. Springfield police investigating a shooting at the get-and-go convenience store at Battlefield and Jefferson Sunday afternoon. A victim showed up at the hospital with a gunshot wound. Police are still looking for the shooter. Democrats in the Missouri Senate set, spent several hours last week filibustering a bill that would ban gender-affirming care for minors. The Senate adjourned before Republicans could work out a deal with Democrats to pass it. Warrensburg State Senator Denny Hoskins says the bill is still a work in progress. I'm a firm believer that our minors should not have uh, gender-affirming surgeries, uh, hormone treatments, or puberty blockers until they're in a, of an adult age. That sound from Missouri News Network. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast, sunny, 40 for a high today, clear 21 tonight, sunny 50 tomorrow, and looking up for Wednesday, sunny with a high of 61. Uh, showers uh, look to make their way back into the listening area by Thursday with a high of 62. We got, uh, you said that we got flagged on Facebook because we were yes. talking about the, Way the, to go. the footage. We were spreading misinformation. Yeah, I pulled it up actually just a minute ago just to take a look at it. This it, So it was um, the Facebook live stream where we were just were talking about the the well, the additional footage from January 6th. So I pulled up the actual mm. video and put it on our Facebook live. Oh, okay. Yes. So showing more of what happened is spreading misinformation according to Facebook. Yes, they, so they wanted to let us know that two other fact checkers have said the information oh. is false oh. that you shared. Oh. And they've put a notice on our oh, post. Okay. One of them is in so uh, Spanish. Mm, so uh, okay. it was by a group called Open. Okay. I mean, very uh, top-notch journalism there. Right. Clearly heard of them. Mm. And then uh, Lead Stories, which also never heard of. So You know the thing of the – when they flag things on social media, specifically Facebook, nobody believes the reasons that they give. I mean, nobody buys that anymore. But when you are in power, when you have that sort of authority, you don't really care. Um, you have that totalitarian perspective of, well, I don't care whether you like it or not. And I don't care if it is if it's so clearly true, the reasons that we give are laughable. It doesn't matter because we're in charge, so we can do whatever we want to. I don't think there's anyone, any reasonable person, reasonable thinking person, that sees some sort of indicator on Facebook that uh, Facebook declaring that, well, there's partial information or there's context missing, and they take their direction from Facebook. Oh, well, that must be true then if Facebook is saying it because Facebook has just a tremendous track record of being accurate. I, I mean, almost on a daily basis, there's some new news item, whether it's Hunter Biden or COVID-19 or a listing of other areas in which they have been proven or they've been shown to be way, way off the mark, whether it's their own ignorance, it is their own inability to think beyond their one-dimensional world, or if it's to help cover up for the administration. These, these declarations of misleading information, nobody buys it. No, nobody says, well, Facebook, it, if they say it's misinformation, it must be. All they see is totalitarian censorship from the left. Now, coming up, we'll talk about McCarthy, and, and he says that the Republicans are going to slowly roll out the January 6th footage to every news agency with the goal being transparency. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed.
You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, broker, owner of House Theory Realty. Eric saying this is our second time buying a home through Emily Johnson. First, or, uh, great experience all around. We definitely recommend Emily to anyone buying or selling. Kate saying we loved having Emily as our realtor. She respected our knowledge of the market while keeping us up to date on how it was changing her understanding of what we were looking for. Quick responses made us comfortable trusting her guidance. She went out of her way to make sure we were happy with the big decision. We will definitely use her again in the future. Emily Johnson, for all your home buying and selling needs, you hear that a lot. We are either going to use her again whenever we need to buy or sell our home, or we have done just that, and we recommend her to others. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You can find her under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Let's go to the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line to Fairgrove Marshall. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Nick. Good morning. I heard your comment about um, Biden putting the lockdown on people's washing machines. Yeah, that's and I the can next tell move. You, yeah, I can tell you that in in a time past, you could go out and buy a washer and a dryer for around $500. That's not happening anymore. And the problem is also, if you bought the most expensive washer, it still doesn't clean your clothes. But after much research, I found one that works, so I wanted to recommend it to the folks out there because it really does a hell of a job. It is a Speed Queen TC5000. Write that down because it's the only old-fashioned washer with the agitator in it that cleans your clothes and beats them up, gets the dirt off of them, and it is tough. It is commercial grade. It should last you 20 years. Get them before they're gone. That's the Speed Queen PC 5000. Yeah, if it is as effective at washing as you say, I'm sure it is in danger of being banned by the Biden administration because this is what big government folks do best is they take uh, what the marketplace has developed into the, the, the best products and they squash them. They, they, they eliminate them. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump to this piece. Marshall, thanks for the call since... Um, since we're talking about it, how Biden's new washing machine regulations could ruin laundry day. When Cincinnati firefighter Ed Wallace bought a high-efficiency Whirlpool washing machine, he came to regret the decision almost immediately. The machine used less water, not enough to clean his work clothes, and his colleagues at the firehouse quickly took notice. Quote, I walk past my guys and they say, dude, you stink. I smelled myself. Yeah, it was me. Now, President Joe Biden is pushing regulations that could force Wallace's stinky situation upon millions of Americans. Biden's Energy Department last month proposed new efficiency standards for washing machines that would require new appliances to use considerably less water, all in an effort to, quote, confront the global climate crisis. Those mandates would force manufacturers to reduce cleaning performance to ensure that the machines comply. Leading industry giants such as Whirlpool said in a, a public comment on the rule, they also, they will, also make the appliances more expensive and laundry day a headache. Each cycle will take longer. The detergent will cost more. And in the end, the clothes will be less clean, the manufacturer says. Uh, you're, what, what you could potentially end up with here is the sort of scenario that 
occurred when there were onerous regulations put on the amount of water that could be flushed down a toilet, and that was the fact that people ended up having to flush the toilet multiple times, which in turn actually used more water than was being used with the toilets that had a a higher gallon capacity with one flush. Now, this is all done to, quote, confront the global climate crisis. But what appears to be down the road is the fact that, as they indicate here, the washing machines will have to work longer, which means using more electricity, using more energy. I suspect if this is allowed to move forward, these changes do take place. We're going to end up with one of those situations where, once again, it does more harm than good in terms of what they claim their goal is. And like so many other things uh, in, in the private sector that they push, push, push in the name of environmentalism are actually counterproductive. We see it with the electric vehicle, the, this BS that electric vehicles are somehow environmentally friendly when they are the furthest thing from it. The proposed washing machine rule marks the latest example of the administration turning to consumer regulations to advance its climate change goals. Last month, the Energy Department published an analysis of its proposed cooking appliance efficiency regulations, which it found would effectively ban half of all gas stoves in the U.S. market from being sold. The department has also proposed new efficiency standards for refrigerators, which could come into effect in 2027. Quote, collectively, these energy efficiency actions support President Biden's ambitious clean energy agenda to combat the climate crisis, according to the Energy Department. Well, the Energy Department which did not return a request for comment, acknowledged in its proposal that, quote, maintaining acceptable cleaning performance can be more difficult as energy and water levels are reduced. It expressed confidence that Whirlpool and other appliance manufacturers can comply with its regulations without sacrificing stain removal and other performance standards. For the Heritage Foundation's Travis Fisher, however, manufacturer concerns over the proposal are justified. And by the way, this is the approach that the government always takes. When they are going to force arbitrary rules and regulations upon the manufacturing of a product, and the manufacturers, who tend to know what they're doing, will alert the government and, at times, the public to the fact that the product will not work as well. The government's response essentially is, oh, you'll figure it out. We've got the, I mean, this is America. We can tie both hands behind your back and you'll still figure it out. It'll be just fine. Fisher, who serves as a senior research fellow at the Foundation's Center for Energy, Climate, and Environment, noted when you're squeezing all you can out of the efficiency in terms of electricity use and water, you by definition either make the appliance worse or slower. Why are we so focused on the energy output as opposed to if it's helping me wash my clothes? That standard has kind of gone off the rails. And that is, again, what happens, whether it's medicine, uh, any sort of good or service. The government, the, the, the ultimate goal oftentimes moves away from creating the best, most efficient and cost-effective good or service for the consumer. And instead, the master becomes the government. It becomes about compliance. 
Incidentally, this is why countries that are run from top down in terms of the economy, you get rid of the capitalism and instead you implement whichever form of of government, whichever labor you want to give it, socialism, communism, fascism, where the government makes these decisions. We know what's best for the marketplace. That's how you end up with empty shelves. That is how you end up with oftentimes a an abundance of product that nobody wants to buy because it doesn't do what it is that it's supposed to do. And then you have a shortage of products or they disappear altogether because they're outlawed that actually do work. I know there's it, it's a story that has been told over and over and over again about the time that that Boris Yeltsin visited some grocery store in Texas or Louisiana and marveled at all the different types of toothpaste, marveled at how do they know? How do they know what it is that people want? How how is it that they figured that thing out? Because in a system in which you have so-called experts, most of which have never even worked in the industry that they are putting these regulations upon, they they believe that their job is to determine, well, here's what people need, this is what people want, as opposed to just allowing the free market system to work. Allowing Americans or perhaps not even Americans, wherever they may be, to, to, to develop products that they believe people will want. And if they don't want them, then they don't buy them. And then they move on to something else. Those go out of the way. Then the things that are very popular. You have others that say, well, we're going we're gonna to improve on that. People like that. People want that. Let's see if we can make it better. When government becomes the master, however, and these arbitrary rules are determined, and it all becomes about, well, we've got to hit this benchmark, we have to hit that benchmark, then the consumer is no longer the top priority, which means the consumer loses. And this is how we're going to end up, if this is allowed to move forward, with refrigerators that are less efficient. With uh, in this, this is you know, it mentions the refrigerator regulations, but this piece in particular is talking about the washing machine uh, regulations that are coming down the line that are going to so diminish the quality of result that you get when you wash your clothes. You're going to have people. Spending more money, because that's the other bonus with government, not only does it do they make things work less efficiently, but they make them more expensive. And by the way, guess who gets disproportionately harmed by this? When you were talking about jacking up the prices of appliance because of regulations, it is the lower income folks who end up suffering the most because they are the ones that have less money. And so a bump up of cost to hardware like this hits them harder than it does the average person. But as always, the government's response is, don't worry, you're actually going to save in the long run. This is the approach that, I believe it was... 
I don't know, in the last couple of years, talking about ways and, you know, the economy and, and how lower income people will just buy solar panels. Just go out and buy solar panels. You know, you'll save money in the long term as if the average lower income person can go out and do that. They always know what's best. Yet somehow, with remarkable consistency, the consumer pays more for a product that works less effectively, if at all. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The latest coming up on the January 6th footage, which. The best thing, and I, I don't know why McCarthy went the Tucker Carlson route to begin with, and, and I, I'm not condemning it, uh, as opposed to just giving it to all of the media outlets. It, it did give the anti-Trump, anti-Trump supporter media outlets some ammunition to make it seem as if this were just political. Let's not be mistaken here. It is not unusual for a person in government who has access to information and the ability to release it, to give it to one news outlet in particular, to give them, quote, the exclusive. That, that's not something that's uncommon. And this wasn't done in secret. I mean, McCarthy was very, very open about it and said, we're going to release this, and he's giving it you know, to Tucker Carlson so that they could go through it. The 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 best which is what's going to happen way I believe to go about this in the the context of all these other media outlets uh, claiming that, well, there's only certain, he's editing the footage. So, all right, here you go. Have it all. See what you can come up with. Because here's the thing I suspect. And I think most of you do as well. The January 6th committee released as much of the quote, bad footage as they, they as they had. Does anybody believe that this committee has not released any footage that makes Trump supporters look bad? They, they edited much of the footage to give a false impression as to what had occurred. In numerous instances, they had to walk back falsified evidence that they were placing out there for public consumption, whether they were false uh, allegations of of, text messages involving a U.S. senator, Ron Johnson, I believe it was, or Jim Jordan, perhaps it was Jim Jordan, where they were falsely attributing certain text conversations to him or the transcript that Schiff released uh, that uh, he claimed was a a conversation between Trump and Zelensky that was so clearly untrue when he got called out for it, claimed he was just making a parody because, you know, January 6th was so hilarious to these people. Um, I, I find it very, very, very unlikely that those people who so desperately, to the point of dishonesty, want to paint Trump supporters as a danger to this country, decided to not release footage that they that would make them look bad. I suspect every bit of it's out there. 
And ultimately, we're going to get a traffic update here and and, uh, go into this a bit further. I suspect that the the media's position is going to be more of what we've already heard, and that is, well, that doesn't mean January 6th didn't happen. Here's a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You can go your own way. Green County Garage Doors, you can find them at ksgf.com. You know where the uh, Nick's endorsement page is. Like so many other folks, uh, the, the garage door that I currently have was one that came with the house, and I was not well-versed in garage doors. I figured they were all pretty much the same other than style, and I have learned that they can make as much of a difference as an, uh, uh, an upgrade in windows, which is something that when we first bought the home, we we experienced, and the you know tremendous improvement in quality and also savings when it came to the usage of electricity. Uh, because of uh, uh, the fact that the windows that we had with the house, they were the single-pane metal windows, and and so they just were not uh, anywhere close to being as effective as they could be. And and I've learned with garage doors, it's also a similar situation. And that's why I decided with... um, with you know, conversation with my wife that we wanted to upgrade the garage door so that it could be a better fit for the rest of the home and also just help keep the garage uh, more climate controlled, if you will, without actually having it climate controlled. Cooler in the summers, uh, warmer in the winters, and uh, custom designed, which I thought was really cool. Didn't even know that was a thing either, but I guess it sort of makes uh, sense. Green County Garage Doors, GreenCountyGarageDoors.com, and also Nick's endorsements, KSGF.com. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said yesterday all the footage gathered by former House January 6th committee regarding the protests at the Capitol building will be released to every individual news outlet during an interview on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiroma. McCarthy said the American people should be allowed to see all surveillance footage from the Capitol building that day and form their own opinion rather than see only what the Democrat-controlled committee previously released. And, of course, hilariously, it's many of the people that are on that committee and def- or were on that committee and defenders of that committee that criticized Tucker Carlson because he released edited. Well, that's not all of the footage. Well, that's exactly what the January 6th committee did. They edited footage to make things appear out of context as if the overall situation was something different than was occurring. We've already seen that footage. Tucker Carlson also showed some of that footage and then more footage. But only in the upside-down world of the January 6th committee can providing more information make you subject to accusations that you are releasing less information? McCarthy told Bartiroma, I didn't give Carlson the tapes. I allowed him to come see them just like an exclusive with anybody else. My goal here is transparency. We will slowly roll out to every individual news agency so they can come see the tapes as well. There is clear concern as the American people have access to this information. 
Sarah noted earlier, Facebook has essentially banned. You, you said you can't even watch the tapes any longer no, on Facebook? No, they have just a huge banner that says, this is false information. <laughs> I mean, it is actual footage. Actual footage of some of what occurred on January 6th. The prosecutors are disputing Tucker Carlson's depiction of the QAnon shaman in the January 6th footage. Now, the, 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 the concern here is that people see law enforcement walking around with the shaman opening doors for him, attempting to open doors for him, and that is a much different picture than what the average American thought occurred that day. They were under the impression that this was a crazed madman running around committing acts of violence, running around assaulting police officers, that he stormed the Capitol, and and that it's a Braveheart-style scene, and that is because that is the picture that was painted. And when you see this other footage, while it does not necessarily take away from anything illegal that he may have done, it certainly is a much different context. And we know it's a much different context because they're pitching a fit about people seeing it. The the, one of the arguments that's being made that, to me, does not bode well in favor of the prosecutors is that you did not see the – he's not showing the footage that took place prior to what Tucker Carlson was showing. So we've seen the footage. He's wandering around uh, and being, quote, escorted by some in law enforcement. And they say, according to the filing by prosecutors of Proud Boys member uh, Dominic Pizzola, who was also sentenced for his involvement in the Capitol riot, of the footage that Carlson has shown, the 10-page filing read, all of it took place between 2.56 p.m. and 3 p.m. on January 6th, even though Chansley had already breached a police line at 2.09 and then entered the Capitol. So their argument here is, well, he didn't show you the footage of what happened before. I mean, uh, where he breached the police line, he entered the Capitol. Well, given that, should that not have been even more of a reason for law enforcement to not be escorting him around the Capitol? The, the argument here is, well, he did really bad things before that, before they were escorting him around. That's all the more reason that, why was he not arrested? This, this is the question that people are asking. It isn't simply the recognition of the tour that he was being given, but why? And if prosecutors are being honest here in their assertion that, well, that footage that you're seeing came after he did things that were bad. Why was he then, why was he not arrested? Why was he post doing, quote, bad things 
allowed to walk around and and have the courtesy of those law enforcement officials trying to open doors for him. Again, none of this, and I've not heard anyone make the argument that nothing bad happened on January 6th. I have heard no one make the argument that people who violated the laws should not be held accountable for violating those laws. The conservatives that speak of these things of January 6th are are generally the first people to say, if somebody breaks the law, they should be held accountable. They should be treated like everyone else, no differently. But they should also be held accountable for things that they did do, not for things that they did not do. If somebody stole muffins from an office, whatever the, the, the penalty for stealing muffins from an office is, they should be held accountable for that, but not accused of an insurrection, to which still to this day, not a single person has been charged with. Not a single person has been charged with insurrection, which is a crime. That is an actual legal standard. It's not just some descriptive term that is put upon someone who does something crazy. An insurrection, that is an actual crime. And for all of the shoddy reporting that has occurred over the last couple of years, referring to this as an insurrection, they might as well refer to it as arson. Well, but no one's charged with arson. Well, that doesn't stop the description of the event on January 6th from uh, being described as an insurrection, even though there is no legal insurrection that took place, at least according to our government. More information is always better for the truth seekers. And there is a common characteristic amongst corrupt governments, corrupt institutions, corrupt organizations, and that is a desire to hide information. These are indicators that as human beings we can recognize, give us some insight as to which side is actually the side that is seeking the truth versus hiding it. And the side that wants more information, that asks for more evidence, that has a desire for people to see all of the evidence is generally the institution or the people collectively that are wanting the truth. That is the truth seeker. Those who want to edit, those who want to hide, those that want to ban, those that want to manipulate. And those who accuse the truth seekers of being a danger to democracy. That is not a unique position. It is one that has been presented over and over and over again by tyrannical governments. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs, big, small, in between. Sometimes they're big, but they seem small. Sometimes they're small, but you think they're going to be big, and that's a nice relief. No one ever loves to take their vehicle in to have work done. No one's like, yes, 
I was just trying to figure out where to spend this extra money. Generally, however, taking care of it up front when you do have a check engine light come on or something just doesn't feel right in the ride, uh, it's going to cost you less to take care of it sooner than later. And so it's just a little financial recommendation uh, from me to you that you do not ignore those things and take care of them lickety split as soon as they arise. A1 Custom Car Care to take care of all those needs for you. Uh, there's a uh, This story, on one hand, I found it somewhat humorous. And then on the other hand, it just once again, even the seemingly small things get ignored by people in this administration. And Pete Buttigieg, it's just anything and everything for people who love government, for people who believe government is the answer for everything, for people like Pete Buttigieg, who believe that government is a great savior, every area that one could argue that he should be involved in, he manages to be gone. Not doesn't want to deal with it, doesn't want to hassle with it, has to be dragged kicking and screaming. So here's the story. I think it's Washington Free Beacon. Another Judge scandal. Electric bikes keep exploding on his watch. Fires caused by lithium-ion batteries have killed eight and injured almost 200 in New York City alone. You think about the the recalls that occur out there. Someone will find a piece of plastic in a container of some sort of ice cream, and then there are these nationwide recalls, and and uh, it's a big deal. Everything has to get pulled off. You have eight people, eight people killed by fires caused by lithium-ion batteries on electric bikes in New York City alone and 200 injuries, and nothing is said? This, this must be green privilege, I suppose. If you have some sort of of device that is developed under the, the, the context of green and helping the environment, you get a little bit of privilege. Ah, you can have your devices explode, kill people, light people on fire. Uh, no need to panic here. The lithium-ion batteries that power electric bikes and scooters keep exploding, starting fires and killing people, they write. Earlier this year, a 63-year-old man was killed, nearly a dozen people injured, when an e-scooter battery exploded and ignited a blaze that engulfed a three-story house in Queens, New York. Days later, 18 children were injured when an unauthorized daycare center, also in Queens, caught fire due to a lithium-ion battery explosion. Earlier this month, An electric bike battery sparked a massive blaze in the West Bronx that injured seven people, excuse me, too seriously and completely destroyed a local grocery store. In 2022, electric bike and scooter batteries caused 216 fires that injured 147 people and killed six in New York City alone. That's just 2022. So far this year, 2023, the batteries have been blamed for 22 fires, resulting in 36 injuries and two deaths in New York City. This is also another scandal that the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has failed to address since taking office. Buttigieg, 41, is obsessed with bicycles of all kinds, they write. He purchased an electric bicycle shortly after moving to Washington, D.C. in 2021. You may recall he was caught on video. He was riding in an SUV and then 
the SUV stops and the electric bike is attached to it and then it's removed so he could get on it and ride it in front of the TV cameras. Because like just about everything with these people on the left, it's fake. In addition to repaying the repaving the road in front of his house, one of Buttigieg's only accomplishments as mayor of South Bend, Indiana, where he served eight years before running for president at the age of 37, was cutting a deal with Lime, L-I-M-E, an electric bike and scooter rental service to establish a fleet of the dangerous contraptions in the college town. The Lime bikes and scooters Buttigieg worked so hard to bring to South Bend have since been turned into scrap metal. They write green bikes, lime bikes. Oh, this is a quote from somebody uh, who was a black resident of South Bend at the time a story was written. And he said, green bikes, lime bikes. That's about all I really know of Mayor Pete Buttigieg. But does anybody know him? Nah, I don't know if anybody knows him or not. I don't know anybody that does know him. That according to Mark Anthony Plummer. So here you have evidently, honestly, I had no idea that this was a problem. Those seem like pretty big numbers. To have in 2022, six people killed, two people so far this year, and almost 200 injuries due to fires. There are certain privileges to being a quote, green product, I would suggest. And if these were fuel-driven vehicles, I'm sure that we would be hearing all about it and there would be these stories in the media about the dangers of such vehicles and why we need to move away from them. But it appears as if we might be dealing with a bit of green privilege. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. everyone uh man show expo ozark empire fairgrounds eplex friday march 31st and uh, uh saturday april 1st two days food drink games boating hunting so much more ticket grants you entry also to the ozark Shredfest drifting event all the best vendors from 417 you can register at ksgf.com for a chance to win tickets to that man show which, again, will be coming up on March 31st and April 1st. News in 60 Seconds. I'm Nick Reed.